What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Dishes and Dimes podcast. I'm your host, Christian Oblena, and today is a pretty special episode just because there's always room for one of these episodes every year. I'm with my good friend, Akil. What's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Good to be back. Uh, <laughs> glad to have you back on the pod. Um, you were, I think we had an episode together about a year ago. Yeah, about um, a year and a half. Yeah, almost, so. There's a completely different setting. We're back home in Fremont, California, and uh, we're both graduates. So congrats on you finishing congrats one year earlier. Too, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about our favorite team, the Golden State Warriors. I know this time, it's the beginning of March, um, about a month away from the playoffs, about or a month away from the end of the regular season. Uh, a lot of the teams are kind of heating up in their own playoff races. A lot of other teams are kind of just gearing up for the draft. And one of those teams just happens to be the Golden State Warriors, who um, has been in the kind of like the national headlines recently with Steph Curry's supposed return uh, on Sunday, but recording this on Tuesday, March 3rd. And there's a report coming out that he's actually going to be returning uh, or he could return on Thursday against of course the raptors which is like super funny because last i mean last season ended you know the season playing against the raptors in the finals now he may come back against the raptors this thursday um i'm here for it yeah i mean, <laughs> i'm here for it all i was way. i was really excited at first to see him uh on sunday against the wizards which in a game which he lost but you know this is kind of a fitting return for him coming at the end of the season. This season has been a wild, not even wild. It's just been kind of, I don't really know how to describe it. It's, I feel like I'm back in 2009. Yeah, it's right bad. Now. It, it's, it's bad. It's, I mean, it's been a flashback for sure. The difference between this season and those other like really bad seasons was that this season we have something to look forward to like, exactly for next year. Everyone kind of knows um, what our situation is with Katie leaving, uh, Steph injured, Clay with the ACL, uh, you know, D'Angelo and trading him away. We have like this whole, I guess Bob Myers and the rest of the crew have this whole plan of getting back into contention for the finals in just by next year, obviously. But, you know, here we're going to talk about the kind of state we are in right now, Steph Curry's return, what that kind of means for the organization, what that means for the Warriors in general, and how we can look forward to the 2020-2021 season. And um, recently, Steph has been going through some scrimmages and some practices with the, the Santa Cruz Warriors, which is really funny. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen a star of his caliber kind of come back and rehab a little bit with the G League affiliate team yeah, of his team. Yeah. Like, that was a little I, shocking for sure. Yeah, like I don't I don't think I've ever seen a star do that. And it was pretty funny. Like I, I mean there was some posts that the Warriors posted like of videos of him like teaching some of the other guys like shooting. And I guess there's a guy on the on the Santa Cruz Warriors that's Luke and Bamute's brother, apparently. I don't I didn't know. see that. Yeah I, 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 that. I saw his no. tweet. He was kind of like teaching him how to shoot. Um, I forgot his name, but um, yeah, he it was some some guy was like, oh, by the way, like that's Luke and Balmuti's brother, which is kind of funny. But did you see all those posts where they were like, we should sign him to a ten day? Or yeah, something. yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those jokes are really funny. Classic, like Steve Kerr. Um, I know that on Sunday they reported that he wasn't gonna start or he wasn't gonna play, and then they said, oh, he's gonna be a later date in March, and. I thought that would be like mid-March to late March, but I guess the target is much sooner than we anticipated. So now it's like this Thursday or maybe even yeah. the next game. Um, what do you think his, I guess these last 20, 25 games-ish, what are these gonna, what are these games going to look like for him? I mean, I, I'm personally, I'm really glad he's coming back. Yeah, of course. Like, I think he needs this. Mm -hmm. He needs to learn how to play with these guys. It's a completely different roster right now. Um, I think he needs to get his flow for the next season. 
And I think I was in favor of having Clay come back for at least like five or ten games this season too, mm-hmm. just to kind of you know get back into game shape and feel the game out again. Because when you come back from an injury like that, it takes time. Yeah, I mean you're not the same person you were when you you know when he injured himself. Game what was it's five six game six of the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah game six mm-hmm. of the finals. Mm-hmm. Right, he was having a that thirty point classic, game like, three quarters. Like yep. game six Clay, and I mean. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, who knows if he doesn't go out in the third quarter? I mean, we were making a huge run. I think we pushed it to seven. Yeah, we pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that point, you don't know what happens because yeah. game sevens are always just like it's anyone's game at mm-hmm. that point. And then at that point, I mean, that was just pretty much the story of the playoffs last year. Just this whole team just kind of breaking down physically. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, not just entire season of of you know grinding it out for a fifth finals appearance, but. For some of these stars, Andre, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and then KD, obviously, but, you know, of, oh, my voice cracked, you know, like five years of continually going to the finals, and that takes a toll. And obviously, it wasn't like they broke down as in like they're old, but just like these injuries just came up, and it just didn't seem like their year. And so we were... A quarter and a half, maybe two games ish away from being three, like winning three in a row without and does KD leave without, at that point without Kevin Durant. What happens at that point? You know, you could speculate. Maybe he stays. Yeah, you, you don't know. You you don't. I think. I think if we did win, I think he leaves either way. Think I think so? he leaves and and says like, look, for his own self, like, look, I came here, I three peated. No one can really say anything about me now. Yeah. But I mean, he'll still obviously get hate for what he did. Um, but yeah, who knows? Who knows, man? Like, I would have loved to see in a game seven. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was it was tough to like end it that way just because there was it felt like the last few pages of that book was unwritten. Like it kind of just stopped. It just it just stopped short. It, it just wasn't natural. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would have liked to see clay and steph at least play that game out together mm-hmm. you know because i think i think if you have clay on the floor in that game it's it's just like it's a huge it's a huge boost yeah i mean at that point you have another shooter and then they can't do that box strategy on on steph anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that, and, that that game three when clay didn't play and then they they just had steph and he i think he went off for like 50 yeah he had 50 or something like it's that. like 47 47 yeah. i think something yeah, like that something yeah like that, yeah and I don't know. And this Steph injury that happened, what was it, four games into the season, five games in mm-hmm. against the Suns, that's that's kind of a freak injury. Yeah. That's not Steph, you know, becoming older or whatever. It's just someone fell on his hand. Yeah, Aaron Baines. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I mean, I'm sitting here now saying thank God for Aaron Baines because, you know, this season would have been pretty rough with without Clay and, you know, Draymond, I guess, going through some physical things now he's getting a lot older and, and you, you could see it and even the past two years in this in these playoff runs like there are times where he just doesn't have that same energy and i mean yeah that has to be like a physical toll and that's just mental too just being in these big games year after year um but he is 30 and clay is i think 29 30 Steph, Steph, Steph is 30, 31, I want to say. I think he he's might 31. Be, he might be 32. He might have turned... Oh, you're right. He might be 32 this year. Um, You're right. Yeah. I think he's 31. Okay. He's, he's 31. still 31. Yeah. He's okay. turning 32 this year, probably. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so... March 14th. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he'll be 32 there, this year. There you go. In about <laughs> two weeks, he'll be 32. There you go. Um. And that's so he'll he'll be starting next season being 32. And this dynasty is I'm gonna call it a dynasty. I mean, the we're five years into a finals, we have this one throwaway year, and we're right. And if the Warriors play their cards right, they're right back in the contention next year. And even if you know we get these guys back, let's say we draft a talented guy. Or trade that pick. Who knows? Maybe yep. we trade. We package him with Wiggins. But we'll get into that later. Um, who knows? Uh, we could be right back in the mix of things next year. Uh, so, do you... I mean, I wouldn't say 
keeping him off until uh, Thursday. I mean, if they let him play on Thursday, I don't think they. A lot of people were thinking that they were taking it way too safe with yeah, him. Like, yeah. there's so many videos of him like just working out, shooting the lights out, and going through his normal work workouts and his his drills. And he looks like it looks like he's just been go- he's going through the whole season. But um, a lot of like see if your interviews show that you know there's still like some numbness in his left hand. There's still the nerve damage. Yeah, the nerve damage. About, right? Yeah, the yeah. nerve damage. I saw that report. Um, and he mentioned too, like it's not nerve damage is a scary phrase. Like oh, nerve damage. Like that doesn't seem right at all. But it's more so just the feeling in his left hand. He hasn't had that in months. Yeah. And so kind of taking. I mean, he's one of the best. Like two hand. Like one of the best players in the league that uses both their hands really well. And you know, if you don't have that same feeling in your your offhand like that makes you really limited on on the offensive end obviously and yeah i mean i hope to see him play really soon if he does get to play on thursday i'm gonna be really really excited i think um um, i think it's actually cool that he's coming back because think about it like he gets what 20 games in before the season's over let's say his left hand is feeling a little different you know he he's still learning to play with it he has the off season to now go back and be like, okay, this is what feels different with my left hand. This is what I have to work on. Mm-hmm. These certain things, these feelings. So he kind of gets a feel for what it's going to be like next season. Mm-hmm. And you know, Stefan is off season workouts is just a different person. Yeah. I mean, you just want that. You just want him to get into game speed. And the yeah. reason why Kerr wanted him to, you know, play with Santa Cruz was because like, I want him to get like roughed up a bit. Like he hasn't been in a, the game-like situation in so long, and yeah. this is one of his longest injuries. It it might be his longest injury. I know he had the, the all the ankle issues, but but those were like season-ending. Like the, like he wouldn't play anymore, right? Like it was more so like different bunches of time throughout the season. So like he'll be out like a couple weeks, maybe a month or two. Right. Um, right. I know he's had ankle surgery though. He's had surgeries before yeah, as well. He's had so those are yeah. Those have put him out for a while. Yeah. And he's been sitting out for some some of the playoff runs. He's been out for a couple series. So um Well long- in twenty eleven he missed twenty three games. Yeah. Or he only played twenty three games. Okay. Okay. So this is probably his longest stretch of okay. like not having yeah. games played. So yeah, that is very comparable. So there's around those that number of games left in the season. Um Let's just I mean, let's let's hope that he comes back soon. I'm I don't have any expectations of him to be playing super well. I think you think twenty minutes? Twenty minutes is a good I think his first game he plays twenty to twenty five minutes. I yeah. think he scores like fifteen points. Do you remember that Portland game where he was on a minutes restriction and they go into I think it was like overtime or something? Yeah, yeah. And the, he the, just the, pops the, off the for thirty five. Yeah, 40 the classic points. like I'm here, I'm back. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. game. That that's, game. That's probably my f- <laughs> I think that is my favorite Steph game. Yeah. I mean, this guy just, was on a minutes off, restriction. Just off man. the top of my head, that's obviously the, the 2016 OKC Thunder, that regular season game. I mean, obviously that, that's going to be his probably his best career moment like that. Who's that's, that's who Steph, like if there's a game that embodies you who pinpoint Steph, one game yeah, to yeah, Steph, that, that embodies who he is, then that's all, albeit, you know, it is a regular. It was a regular season game, but just Didn't feel a, like it. Ju- just a game that defines who he is. Then that's yeah, that that one for sure. But that 2016 Blazers game, I think it was game four in, in Portland. Um, we were down for most of the game. Kind of the offense wasn't picking up, and then he just he just explodes in like the fourth and overtime. And I think he had like 15, 17 points in the overtime or something like, or in, I mean, in just overtime. It was yeah. just him. Yeah. And scoring over and over yeah. and over again. Um, yeah, that, that game, I got hyped after that. I mean, I, I know that's not going to happen if it is Thursday, but no, for sure. Know, not. It, yeah. it, it's, it's just like, you think of it like, but Steph on a minutes restriction is just as dangerous as he <laughs> is without minutes. Yeah. You know? So, um, he, Steve Kerr said that, um, what's it called? He he was pretty bummed. I mean, he was pretty distraught after knowing that he wasn't gonna play Sunday, and that's yeah. um, that's 
it's a good sign, but also it's good that, you know, we care about his health so much because he is the franchise. He is the guy that's kind of pushed this franchise to new heights. And I mean, even if you're 90, 95%, like let's, let's just wait till you're hundred percent. And so yeah. I, I think I like this move and hopefully he plays on Thursday. What do you think of um, the people who say he shouldn't play this season at all? Um, I don't mind it. I see your point. Yeah. And that's because, I mean, if, if I wasn't a Warriors fan, I'd be like, well, it doesn't really matter. You're risking maybe your draft projection. You know, if Steph comes in and wills this team to maybe like four or five more wins, who yeah. maybe like even 10 wins, who knows? Like that can push you over the top over like the Hawks or the Knicks or these teams that are drastically not tanking, but like they know they're not making the gonna get anywhere. Or, so know. like they're secretly like, yeah, like let's play these young like they're all playing young guys. Yeah. These three teams are the top teams in the draft, but the worst teams in the league. And they're gonna be fun. and now it's different because the bottom three teams have the same amount of chance. I think it's like 17%, 14 and then 13, something like that. But it, it used to be a lot more before. Yeah. I think it's adjusted. I don't know if it's exactly necessarily the, the same amount, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I know it's like significant enough to the point where it's like, well, first it's, and second is like kind yeah, of close. It, it's not, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. Like, like it used to be like, that's when people thought it was rigged when, you know, a team that wasn't the worst team got the number one pick. Yep. Cause then it was like, well, <laughs> that percentages are just really off. Yeah. Um, and it kind of showed this year too, right? With, uh, with the Knicks almost, or, I mean, they were supposed to get the number one pick, but they got four and then the Pelicans got the number one pick who, you know, no one saw the Pelicans were, you know, going to get the number one pick anyway. Well, that goes back to my point of asking you the question is because I think the Warriors actually letting Steph play and possibly jeopardizing that first pick is a good thing because if you mess with the basketball gods, they'll mess with you back. Right. So I, I genuinely think that Steph playing basketball right now is probably a good thing. Yeah. No, I, I think in, in, in like the long term, like it's it's for sure a good thing. Because to be honest, when you're the Warriors and you're looking at next season as a year when you can possibly have Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, if they don't move him or if they try to keep him. and You think they're going to move him? And a top pick. Um. I think the players who they should target can only be targeted in the off season. So like, I mean, I'll get to it later, but yeah. Um, one guy I was looking at was Bradley Beal. Okay. Um, but his, he has a trade um, restriction right now, so he can't get traded until after this. Well, obviously the trade deadline passed, but right. Right. Um, his uh, restriction gets lifted in the middle of, April so after the regular season so in the offseason he's he could be on the block and I mean last year he was before the deadline he was one of the top guys to be traded I know like the the Lakers were look, really looking at him mm-hmm. and and they're really like the Wizards were openly shopping him out and he hasn't been traded at all and then this season he hasn't been even talked about being a trade piece at all and he's just playing angry on the Wizards just he dropped 50 points in two straight games. He's been a monster. Um, he's been kind of just been a great stat guy on a bad team. And I'd hate for Beal to be that type of guy because I think he's super talented. I think he deserves to be on a winning team. Um, and I just don't think that Wall and Beal, like that 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 duo has kind of run its course. I don't think that's ever going to go anywhere anyway. I think so too. Yeah. I think so. Um. But, I mean, in this current state of the Warriors, we have... Let me read you out their their salary cap. So, Steph is on the Supermax at 43 mil. Clay is at 35 mil. Wiggins is at is on his rookie uh, max con- contract extension at 29 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond is on an extension as well, uh, 22 million. And the good thing about... Um, and also, Looney uh, is on 4 million. So, that's, that's the... After all those four guys, the the next contract is Looney at 
four or five million a year. Yeah. And it's a good thing that we have actually their bird rights for all five of those guys. And those guys will probably be those the main five assets we have coming in the next season unless we move one of them, mm-hmm. which is highly unlikely. But um these four guys pretty much take up all of the cap. Like we go over the cap um just by having these guys. Yeah. These four guys. Um and these four guys make up I calculated it's around 88% of the whole salary cap that we have and um the luxury tax uh this year I mean we've passed it already um our estimated luxury tax bill this year for next season is around 22 million so we're over the cap by that much mm-hmm. and I know there's a hard cap. If you haven't reached that, I hope we don't. But um, it is... We do have to make some really tricky, tricky moves this offseason if we really want to retool. Because, I mean, going into... Let's say Steph and Clay come back healthy. Draymond's back. We bring back Andrew Wiggins. We bring back the same team that we end this te- this year with. I mean, our bench is looking... Like Jordan Poole, Marquise Chris, Damian Lee, Eric Paschal, mm-hmm. who guys have shown some promise. Um, obviously, Eric Paschal being the main standout of those guys. I think Chris is going to start next yeah. season. I think Marquise Chris is really good. I think he's going to start next season. I I, I wouldn't mind that. Um, he's been that guy who you can go to for that lob. Yeah. And he just looks good. He does. I I think I I read a little piece about him and um how his his experiences with the team this year because he was first on a on a two way contract and then um he was released and I, I got pretty sad about that. Me too. He he, he, Me too. he was released and then um he actually got re signed on on a on a, a two way deal um that's uh for multiple years actually. So he got back on a minimum contract and. What he was what he was talking about was that it was always um communicative. Like it was always communicated with him that they were gonna try and bring him back. And it wasn't any sort of like um move that caught him by surprise. And yeah. like that's what he loved about him about the Warriors is that we were is that Bob Myers or Steve Kerr, everyone was kind of like upfront about it. Like, look, we're gonna release you. And we're going to get you back on this deal. And for him to like trust. And I mean, he's been through some pretty horrible basketball situations being, you know, drafted by the Kings, I think. And then um, some years with the Suns. I thought he was drafted by the Suns. Was drafted by the Suns? Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. No, yeah. I think he was drafted I by the Suns. I think he was drafted by the Suns. Yeah. And then, and then he just had like those pretty bad years and the Suns were really bad anyway. And it's just not a good situation. That organization yeah, is just... It's, <laughs> yeah, it's just not a good situation for a young guy. And then now he's in this uh, situation on a on a rebuilding year, but a really good franchise. And so you see the differences. I mean, let's... I mean, this team right now is worse than what he played with in, in Phoenix. And yet, you know, he's playing his best basketball career. And he's showing why he belongs on NBA roster. And so um, I really enjoy him. I like his attitude. That's and Steph... And his energy, Chris, that pick and roll. Yeah, it's it's not bad, and he's he's like that guy that that can um, you know, like that Steph Draymond pick and roll, and then he'll Steph will hit Draymond, and then you know there'll there'll be a cutter. It's either for a long. Used to be years, Javale. Yeah, it used to be right? Javale. Used to be Iggy. Used to be Bogut. Sometimes Bogut. Bogut yeah. occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harrison Barnes sometimes, but yeah, that Steph pick and roll, and then yep. we'll have Marquise Chris, who's. His energy on the defensive end, he's been playing some... There's been times where he's shown really great defensive flashes. So He, he has some pretty good blocks this season. Like, yeah. I've, I've been watching his games, and I went to that Timberwolves game earlier this season. He looked good. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised by him. Yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I really enjoy um, Marquis Chris. But the one guy I think we're all looking at in, the, in this young kind of crew is Eric Paschal and yep. what... What he can be surrounded by stars rather than what he can what he is right now. Because right now he's more of like a Swiss Army knife. Like they want him playing defense, they want him to score. 
and he's he's shown this year that he's not just like a lot of people call him like the mini Draymond, but I don't think he's his game isn't very Draymond ish at all. I mean, his body type is sure, and then he's super strong, he's athletic. Um, but I think if you bring that can, guy off the bench, he could be a guy that could play the four or small ball five for a really good team coming off the bench, or if, even if he starts, like, um, Maybe have Draymond at the five, have Pascal at the four, and then whoever at the at the three with Wiggins or whoever. I mean, that is not that much shooting in your starting lineup, but if you have Steph and Clay with spacing and, you know, I mean, we're not going to be shooting 40, 50 threes a game. Maybe sometimes, but not all the time. That's not how Steve Kerr operates his offense. So, yeah. um, you know, what he can be, I think he's going to have to learn next year. Like, there is a chance that he becomes like a Harrison Barnes where he gets put in starting lineup and he's better. But then when he comes off the bench and has to lead like the scoring for a bench role, it's not as effective, but I think he has the tools to kind of fit wherever he can. I think the biggest thing for him is to work on like a corner three ball. I yeah. think, I think that's the one thing on his offensive game. Cause I mean, he's, he's got moves. He's got some little post moves. He can, He's athletic. He's more athletic than I thought. He's a bully. Yeah, he's a bully to he some is a guys. Bully. Um, so, and we we never really had that physical guy that can get you a bucket, like not just shoot, but just get you a bucket, like easy. Um, Harrison Barnes was good in that role, but not great. He was a little passive. Yeah, he was a little passive for sure. Yeah, I mean, what was his nickname? Like something. Falcon, yeah, the Black Falcons. I, I yeah, want to say that Falcon. sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, like he had some monster dunks, but he was never that guy who could just back a guy down, take three steps in, and just dunk it on someone. And I, I, I don't know if you've seen that stat, but I don't think him and Draymond play well together. Uh, Pascal. Yeah, I, I, there I was a stat somewhere that I was reading, and it was like Pascal does so much better with Draymond off. Mm-hmm. I think. You think it's spacing? I I think it mostly is spacing. Um, I mean, you're not gonna want Draymond standing out in the three point line when Eric Pascal is doing something in, like in the post or, or whatever. Especially or not the with his three point percentage this no, year. No, for sure not. Um, I did see some like good defensive numbers in the beginning of the season. Pascal and Draymond were like working well together, but I can see them not. Um, doing that well together on the floor offensively mm-hmm. but that's when Steph and clay come in in terms of spacing and you know stretching the floor for them giving them room um so i mean it's that's really just up to steve kerr and like how he can like fit because i think defensively they could be really good together i think he's gonna stagger them the yeah way he used to with steph and draymond playing and ending the first quarter and you bring clay back in start of the second with mm-hmm. pascal mm-hmm. and then you kind of see how that works out yeah um, I, I mean, he showed, I mean, he's shown that like, he just has the, the it factor, like the, yeah. like, you know, that he's been in a winning situation. Most of his basketball, I mean, he, he was born in, I'm mean, not born. He played for Villanova and like yeah. anyone who plays for Villanova or plays for Jay Wright, like, um, that's just a good sign in terms of your basketball IQ and how you fit with the team. Cause I mean, he just knows how to win and I think when he gets put with Steph and Clay and Draymond again, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. And it's good to know that we have an, a, a young guy that we kind of lean to. Um, another guy I really like actually is Juan, Juan Toscano Anderson. Uh-huh. I actually really like what he, like his physical attributes I love. Um, Do you know who he, he reminds he, me of? Hmm. Do you remember James McAdoo? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Really? No. I no, kind of see like a no, little similarity between no, those two, man. No, I, I think I think Juan is um is more of a wing than a big guy. But you think he, so? yeah, I think Juan can play more of like a, a small ball four, maybe a three or a four, kind of a tweener. Um I think it'd be a solid three and D guy if he can shoot at least like 30. 33%, 35%, like a solid 35, 36 maybe. Like um I think he could be really 
solid. It's just, you know, I don't think he's going to be a, he's on a championship team. He's like a 10th man. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Um, but I mean, I, I just like his, his game. I think I like his story. That's probably mostly why I enjoy him a lot because of his story and being one of the only Mexican, um, Mexican players heritage wise, uh, in the league. And I think that's really cool. Um, I really enjoy Jordan Poole. I don't like his shot selection. He has like Steph shot selection, but like, uh, I don't really, what's the word? Pat, Pat McCaw shot making. <laughs> like, um, he's, I love him as a rookie. He's a, he's a great young guy. He's, he's energetic. Um, it's funny that I read this tweet, uh, from, a Sam from Light Years Pod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And shout out to Light Years Pod. Um, he said, like, it's funny that some, that these, these young guards come in and Steve Kerr, uh, with Steve Kerr. And, and he said, like, oh, like, there's, sh- he, Steve Kerr being one of the best catch and shoot players of all time, mm-hmm. can't mold these young guards who were supposedly not bad at shooting, but, he's molded them more into point guards that pass than guards that can shoot well, mm-hmm. which is, I thought was really funny. That's, That's really yeah, interesting. I saw that tweet. And I mean, Jordan Poole started off the season like shooting really well. Yeah. Or at yeah. least I thought there was a lot of promise in his shot. Yeah, I thought there was promise. I was I thought, like, this I thought, guy I thought, is... I thought it was like, he could get it together. Like, he's yeah. not bad. He's kind of fun. For a rookie? Yeah. he's kind of, Yeah, he was like yeah. kind of fun. But then... at. Later on in the middle of the season, he was shooting like 20, 25% from three or something like that. And uh, I mean, he's great. I just, as as just a guy, he's great. I just don't know what his fit is. And I guess Steve Kerr, if he really wants to keep him in the lineup, he's molding them into like a, like a third or fourth guard. Yeah. Um, But I mean, we'll see. I mean, I I like him. And I think Steph coming back will help him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll just... I think Jordan Poole enjoys the fact that he plays behind like Steph and Clay. I think he really enjoys that. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> For sure. You're playing against the two best shooters. And I think just ha- just him playing with Steph or even just with Clay, it's just going to make him so much better. Yeah. I mean, having those guys in your ear like every game. Yeah. It's just, you know, you can just tell. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the young guys are great. Um, Kai Bowman has been great this season coming off, you know, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just, he found an opportunity with the Warriors and I mean, he made the most of it. And I mean, I like him as a, as a guy, I just don't see him, um, future wise on the Warriors and, Mm. you know, he just be one of those guys sitting on the bench, but you know, he's a, I think he's, he's an absolute animal sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he has heart, and he is fast. I I honestly see him on the roster next year, and I think he could be that guy who comes off the bench like that. God, I don't want to say, kind of like Barbosa was at times, where it's just like you yeah, need a guy who's really quick can get a couple shots in. Yeah, maybe you just throw him in there. Just, just if the game's slow. Yeah, just see what he does. Yeah. Um. And defensively, he's not a liability. I think. No, no. I th- I think he brings he's, it. He's just it's just his size just holds holds him back. But, um, he's quick and he's feisty. Yeah. Um. But so I mean, with those tools, like you find yourself somewhere on the league in the league, and then I mean that's that's good for him. I think his uh, shooting his last ten games, he's been six percent <clears throat> on three. So six six percent. Oh, okay. So yeah, that can't happen if he wants to be on the team <laughs> next year. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, uh, a guy that came from Boston College, and I remember hearing his name in the summer league, and it was like Kai Bowman, like who is this kid? Um, I mean, all the a lot of those guys, like in summer league, you're like, who are these people? But right. Um, I mean, he made the most. I mean, he started a good amount of games this season, and he's shown what he can do. I mean, he could. He's got hops. Um, it's just like in the future wise, and when you're trying to contend for a title, I don't know. I don't think he fits in with what the Warriors want to do next year. So that's fair. That's a fair take for sure. Um, And then looking into uh, the draft, I guess, I mean, the Warriors obviously don't have any playoff hopes. Uh, We're just going to be sitting back and enjoying what kind of unfolds here in the next um, couple months. I mean, we're just going to be looking, as Warriors fans are going to be looking forward to the draft and how these playoffs turn out. And I mean, if the Bucks don't make it to the finals, 
hey, I mean, <laughs> everyone's been talking about these these rumors. I remember last year everyone was talking about it, like just like the deep like warrior blogs were talking about like, oh, this is their master plan. Like they're gonna get Giannis in a couple years. Like even when we had KD on the team, we we're yeah. like we're prepping to you know be in contention to get Giannis in a couple years. Light years ahead, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, realizing that now, like seeing through this season, um. <laughs> Saying that, uh, saying that the franchise is like light years ahead was such a dick move. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it was. We thought we were so smart, but honestly, I mean, kind of were. <laughs> we kind of were. Five, um, five, five straight trips to the finals. I mean, uh, come it on. was. Yeah, it was funny. It was super funny. But um, yeah. So we are in contention for that top three pick. Um, it's us, the Knicks, the the Hawks. Who else do we have? Um, no one, yeah. I mean, those those three teams are are pretty much the teams, unless something goes really awry with someone else. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, the yeah. Cavs. I'm sorry. Oh, the Cavs. The, the, the right, Warriors, right. Cavs, Hawks, and the and the Knicks. I mean, the the Knicks and the Hawks both have 19 wins. It's the Knicks every year, dude. It, it's it's <laughs> funny because we actually have we have 13 wins. Oh, the Timberwolves have 17 wins. So it's us Timberwolves. That's funny because we just got Andrew Wiggins from them and the Cavs. Those are the three worst teams right now. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're in contention of that top three pick, maybe even that number one pick. Who knows? And Bleach Report just released a, a big board uh, entering the month of March. The draft is about three and a half months away. Um, so what do you think do we need from the draft? If we were, let's talk about prospects first. If we were to draft a guy in top three, who would we go? Obviously, if we have the number one pick, let's say, okay, let's say the Warriors have a number one pick and everyone's on the board. Mm-hmm. Who are you drafting at number one? Not Mello. Uh-huh. I think I would go with Wiseman. Mm-hmm. So, because I think he would be a good backup to either Chris or Draymond. And and there's a there's a world where he starts yeah there is a world where he starts i mean he defensively he's a monster he won't have to do much on the offensive end other than maybe catch lobs maybe just rebound i mean he's gonna be asked to do a lot of dirty work which as number one pick and a guy who's probably been the man of his class and obviously with this whole situation with um with memphis and penny hardaway and things like that uh, it's going to be a lot different, him being drafted to the Warriors and asking to be a role player on a contending team. Um, but I think in terms of fit, I mean, he fits well. Yeah. Does that mean we'll have... I mean, we saw Looney, Chris, Draymond. I don't know if Bob Myers is going to add a fourth center because obviously Draymond can play that five role and we'll have Chris and we'll have Looney. So... It really just depends where we want to go. I think we need to go a wing, but at the same time, in a top three, the only wing that's up there right now is Anthony Edwards. Um, there's this guy from Europe, Denny Avdija. Yeah, I from, saw that as well. From Tel Aviv, he's a he's a forward, but I think he's he's more of a scorer than. A guy that could help out defensively, but do you think, do you think, Pascal and and Edwards play the same spot, kind of? I think Edwards is more of a two or three. I think Pascal is more of like three, four, a three or four. Okay. Um, see, that's why I was saying I think they go with Wiseman because just because of Pascal's brilliant play. Like if he yeah. didn't, if he doesn't play well this year, then I think they go with Edwards. But because he's shown that he can actually play like. The way he's played, mm-hmm. I think Wiseman's the better bet. I think because because Edwards is he has like well, I know it's hard. It's it's bad to kind of bag on. He has like Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> see now it's like now i'm like oh now i'm just talking about my own small four but it's like before it was okay yeah, before before <laughs> i was like i could bag on wings as much as i want now that he's on a team and now he's surrounded by you know like what? he's better, not as bad like, as you think like he is better, <laughs> he's surrounded by better players like he's actually not that bad he's but been, um, he's been efficient um, at least but i think edwards um he has the size 6'5 225 um his three-pointer is not that great he shoots a lot of them um three pointers make up 48 percent of his field goal attempts and he's only shooting 31 percent from the from three um he shoots a lot of pull-up jumpers uh i mean he is the guy that kind of carries georgia he's not on a huge d1 college basketball school so that just that just might play into what his role is on that team i mean obviously they kind of just lean on him as being the best guy um i don't but i think the warriors have been pretty good at developing centers yeah i think it's pretty overlooked i mean you look at javel and this guy was almost out of the league yeah and they brought him back to life Mm -hmm. marquise this guy was almost out of the league and he's looking great this season yeah you know this is gonna sound stupid but there was a time when we had um Kwame Brown on the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kwame like 2011 Brown, 2011 or something. Yeah, 2011, he looked good. He looked playable. I'll I, say that. I don't remember <laughs> what. I mean, obviously, it was probably like in high school or like eighth grade or something like that. But um, there were some Kwame Brown plays for sure. But um, it wasn't that bad. I mean, we were still kind of a bad team anyway. I think we had like Nate Robson this year, that year too. Um, so yeah, so a yeah. mix of guys. He had um, nine games with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you only had nine. I feel like yeah, it like felt half, like a lot, right? Felt like half the season. <laughs> he had nine games with us, and he didn't look bad. Yeah. Um. So I think if if we do get Wiseman, like it's, it wouldn't be the. It would actually be a great thing for us. I I think, the Warriors can either go two ways in this draft. Either they obviously they trade the pick. Yep. For they package that way maybe with Wiggins and get like this blockbuster deal on draft night. Or for Giannis. Yeah. Or for Giannis. <laughs> hopefully he doesn't win a chip. Or maybe he wins a chip and decides to leave. Who knows? But um if he wins, I don't think he leaves. No, for no, sure not. He's not that he's not the kind of guy. Yeah. Um or we draft a guy a la Kawhi Leonard. Like how the Spurs I this this move pretty much dictates the next three to five years for us yeah um maybe even more maybe even five plus like it's like a pivotal point it it, it is a pivotal point in a franchise because you got three guys that are aging closer to 35 um after five years of playoff runs and um two guys coming off major injuries and then we got some young guys and then you got this this asset just this one pick that could uh because when i mean Kawhi wasn't a top three pick but he was like i think like 11th or 12th and he wasn't he was like traded for the pacers traded him away to to san antonio and um they still had parker ginobili duncan uh they still had their their they still like danny green um they still had guys that could win and then we saw Kawhi Leonard winning a finals mvp in 2014 on that old i mean that sports team was crazy old and they still had everyone performing at at a peak level and like in 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 a universe where steph maybe three four years down the road he's 36 clay's 35 draymond around 35 too i mean there there's a world where we have that team and i don't think we're getting rid of these guys. No. Like I, I feel like Steph Clay. I think Bob Myers is making Steph Clay Draymond like warriors for life. Oh yeah, Def, he has to. Unless Steph plays that one season in Charlotte. Yeah, and just that for one the, season. Just for the hell of yeah, it. Just yeah. for like I'm gonna play back home. I'm gonna play there when I'm like 38. You like know? one season, just yeah. just just for the hell of like it. Like I've done all I can. I've won 10 championships with the Warriors. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not knocking on one for that one. Um, but yeah, I mean. There, there, there's a world where we draft like a guy like Wiseman or, or Anthony Edwards or. But how many first round picks, like first picks in the draft, have actually been amazing? 
LeBron, um, Bron, right. AD, AD. Um, not recently. You know, it's 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 like there's not so many recently. of these sleepers and and just gems hidden in the draft. I mean, Steph was what he was not. He was seventh. Clay was eleven, from what I remember. Yeah, right. Clay was eleven. Uh, well, Zion, um, Blake. No nine. Uh, ben Simmons in sixteen. Davis, Irving, Wall. Those three straight years, and then we had Bennett, Wiggins, Towns. Yep. Um, it's it's like Derrick Rose. It's but, really a hit or miss. Yeah, it's really a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And Yanni, jeez. I think, uh, and I think, oh yeah, that was uh, Greg Oden. <laughs> Yikes. Call me Brown. Um, yeah, so. Notable first round picks, I mean top one picks, Duncan, Iverson, Shaq, uh, Ewing, Olajuwon. I mean, these are like 90s, 80s though. Right, but more recently, right? More recently, Aiton, who's who's solid, who's not bad, and he's just put in a bad situation. Right, right. right. I mean, I don't trust anyone on the Suns, really. Mm. <laughs> uh, Fultz, who had that weird shoulder thing, I don't think... I don't think he's going to be number one pick talented-wise, but I think no. he's still going to be a solid role he's, player. He's looked okay yeah. in the games he has played. Um, and then notoriously, Anthony Bennett. Who's not even in the league. Uh, who is, in fact, in the right? G League right now. He's in the G League now? Yeah. Okay. He shoots threes, I guess. <laughs> um, and then Davis, obviously. Irving, who has that one chip, but recently just, I don't know. His shoulder he's, injuries. He's, out yeah. of his, he's also honestly just out of his mind. He's kind of a crazy guy. He's honestly kind of crazy. Um, John Wall, whose injury kind of derailed his career yep. now, and he's, he's one of the worst contracts in the NBA. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is pretty much hit or miss, and I think, but I think a number one guy, a top three, top five draft talent, put in a good situation, given a role that they need to fulfill, in in terms of not carrying a franchise but just fulfilling a role i think Mm -hmm. does a lot it does a huge amount of difference in terms of what they can do and what they can do to produce on a team so um wiseman would be solid i just don't know what type of minutes and how he would have to prove that he can play and compete on a nightly basis uh pretty quickly like he needs like a monster summer league he needs um to produce really early in the season or Steve Chris is going to lean on Looney Draymond Chris because those guys Chris has shown this whole season he's pretty much trying out for minutes for next year right um because he knows that everyone's going to be back so he's trying out for his minutes now Draymond has solidified that spot Looney has solidified that spot as a five and then who knows even next year like the league may be even faster I each mean, each year it's growing so much as in terms of pace and and shooting threes and whatnot. Kevon just played point guard the other night. Yeah. <laughs> That's how bad the Warriors are right now. Yeah. Like they've got Kevon Looney playing point guard. Yeah. I mean, we have, I mean, who knows? Like, there could be some of these guys may have monster March Madnesses that will rise their draft stock. I know a lot of talks have been talking about, well, I've been looking at Obi Toppin a lot from Dayton. Um, but then, his offense is really good. His defense is kind of eh, but that's probably because on Dayton he's probably looked in looked at to score. Um, so right now, um, what would it take for them to trade away that first pick, though? What do you think it would take them? Some sort of mega mo- like blockbuster, right? It has to be so good. Like if they know that the guy they're getting is the guy, like in a world where let's say Giannis is available on draft night, then yeah, pull the trigger. Oh, Get yeah. Giannis. Um, I was looking at the trade machine earlier. Um, Giannis, and I mean, the piece we can only trade is Wiggins. Unless we like trade Draymond, which which would be a horrible thing to do. I don't think that that's um, going to happen, to be honest. I, I've seen, there was like a report that Miami wanted Draymond earlier, and I was like, that is absurd that's not gonna happen yeah so 
talked about earlier, Beal is that other guy. Beal is making, mm. um, let's see. Beal is making 27 mil. That's okay. literally right around, same as Wiggins. They're earning around the same amount of money, which is insane to me. Uh, um, <laughs> One drops 50. There's, uh, there's other, I don't think there's really any other guy that kind of fits who the Warriors want and also kind of fit that salary. Uh, there's Porzingis no, at 27 million. I don't see that happening. You think um, Wiggins in the first round for Beal? Like there's only... Yeah, or maybe even the Wolves pick too. Like yeah. package both this pick and the Wolves pick. Wiggins given to Washington. They desperately mm. need some assets in a team where Steph Clay Beal. Wow. Yeah. Draymond. <laughs> I mean, that would be deadly. <laughs> that is That's, actually you can anyone could score fifty. Besides Draymond, anyone yeah. can score fifty. That's <laughs> deadly. And then have a guy in the middle that can at least just do all the dirty work. Um defensively, it's be kind of tough. Just because, I mean, with KD on that spot, yeah, he was 6'11 and can guard any position. This time, Beal can only guard like two, three positions maybe. Um, but he hasn't been asked to play defense at all in the past year or two, yeah. probably in two years. So defensively, what that lineup looks like, I don't know. But offensively, I mean, geez. I mean, talk about going from Steph, Clay, KD to another amazing shooter in Beal. I mean, that's that's what you want. But the dream fit is Giannis. Oh, yeah. That's the dream fit. So, I mean, that trade would have to be this pick, next year's Wolves pick, which I don't think the Wolves are going to do much next year either. I mean, they're kind of just in this limbo again, too, with instead of Wiggins, it's D'Angelo Russell, who cat and d and d-lo i don't think any of them leaves i think cat was gonna leave if they don't get d-lo mm -hmm. they're probably trying to get devin booker secretly now um that but lineup, what assets do they have none that line where are they gonna give up for booker i don't know booker just signed like a max extension what, yeah. like a, a two years ago i think a year a year ago actually. a year ago i think yeah, it a year was, ago yeah, yeah. Um, which I think was a mistake on his part. I think he could be thriving somewhere else for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think as a young guy, you you just you, you get that contract first, and then yeah. you figure out the rest later. Because at this, I mean, power, power, um, player empowerment, like you just push your way out of any any situation now. That is true. You could just push your way out of any situation, and so, I mean, yeah, the dream fit is Giannis. Um, he's making twenty five mil. That fits basically what we have. With Wiggins, we package Wiggins, two picks, Giannis, straight up, boom, shock the world on draft night. Here comes all the tweets, here comes the headlines, and I here think we you go. Gotta drop it July fourth, like they did with Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 here we go. Like, um, off to the races we go in this next season. I mean, uh, which would be insane. I don't I think it's highly unlikely to happen this season. I think the best way to get Giannis would to be to go for it if he's a free agent, when he's a free agent. I mean, that all that can all change when if he wins a championship this year. Yeah. Or I mean if he makes the finals finals or championship, he doesn't leave. If they get eliminated before the finals or, you know, they get eliminated early in, mm -hmm. I think that definitely increases the chance of him leaving. But I, the thing is with Giannis, I don't see him being someone who just jumps ship like that or even request a trade right away, you know? Yeah, I mean, he is a pretty old old school type of guy. Like he's, loyal, right? Yeah, he's like really he, loyal. He wants yeah. to win a chip for Milwaukee. He loves playing in Milwaukee, I think. I mean, that's what it seems like. Um, and I mean, Durant loved OKC, right? Yeah, <laughs> and secretly didn't. So, I mean, who knows? KD... Was the was that nice guy, right? I mean, everyone loved KD. Everyone loved who he was. It was like, oh, it's a nice and quiet guy. He just balls out. But KD wasn't having, like, his team wasn't number one. And they weren't, like, in terms of, like, what the Bucks are doing now, that offense is so deadly. Mm -hmm. Like, they're on, on both ends. Yeah, they're 52 and nine right now, right? I think they just lost to yeah, Miami. They just lost to Miami. 52 um, and nine is insane. That's their first loss with Giannis on the court since, like, I think January 31st, something like that. That's so it's, crazy. It's, it's gone like a whole month without losing. That's crazy. Um, with him on the court. 
Um, I mean, the Warriors went, we had that season 73 and nine, but mm-hmm. when you think about it, that's what they're at right now is his season is very reminiscent of Steph's 2016 season. Everything yeah. he's doing now, all the things he's like accomplishing this year is just really reminiscent of this 2016 Warriors. And that team. makes him the perfect fit to come in the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I don't, there's not another guy that really matches what we need in terms of what we want to trade for. Like some some trades work in calories up uh, salary cap wise, but um do they work realistically and our timetable yeah. of what we want to accomplish? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. And I mean there was those little inklings of getting cat, but then instead we got um <laughs> <laughs> instead we got Wiggins so I mean which that w- I mean is not it wasn't it's not as bad as everyone thinks it is to be honest and I, I've seen some good reports recently too about that whole trade being uh, a good part for the Warriors about Wiggins you know? yeah I mean it is it is a trade that they're betting on themselves like they're, yeah, like, they're so like Myers and Kerr like you know what like fine we'll take a guy that has been kind of roasted for the last couple of years first couple of years of his career and like we'll take him like yeah if someone said it was the most Bay Area venture capitalist startup <laughs> mentality thing ever, and I couldn't it agree is, more. It like, is, it is like they're just betting on themselves, and they're like, "Yo, if you bring him into our culture, our team, our franchise, he's gonna be a much different player. He's gonna be more efficient. He's gonna play defense." And I mean, they are kind of right. Like he did. Wiggins had has been developing like really bad habits being on the Wolves. Yeah, and he's people were talking about how like. He's always just like going through the motions. He's never really putting effort. Um, it's just habits you find yourself picking up when you're on a bad team. Yeah. And so that makes sense. I mean, that whole theory kind of makes sense. I mean, and history has shown that too. Like when guys come into good situations, when the guys come into places where they could fill in a role, where they could feel good and play winning basketball, then hell, I mean, anything can really happen. And so, yeah. I agree. Uh, totally I agree. I still think the most realistic thing is to draft a guy that could that we can see carry on the team after Steph Clay Draymond. I think that's the safest and in my opinion probably the best option for them. I think you use that pick to get a guy. Yeah. Unless it's really open where you can get a guy like Giannis like Beal. Then, if that Beal trade comes up at any point, and they know they can't get Giannis, I would pull the trigger right away. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think about it again. Mm. I just do it. Mm. I think so too. I, I think like unless an, a window opens for that, then you do it. But if not, then you go the safe route and you right, right. Because you're you're like you're not totally. wrong, you're not wrong with doing either of those things. Like no. that's the power. That's the power that they have. Like this pick is has so much power. As long as much as it is a turning point in the season, or I mean in the in the franchise, it's a huge asset for them because so many things can come out of it. And you still have Steph and Clay to come back to. Mm-hmm. Like that's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even talk about like the their trade level exception. So they have seventeen million to use. Yeah. Um, to sign some guys over the offseason because they freed up some cap trading away some contracts. Um, so they have 17 mil for those and they could combine that to uh, sign like two guys. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they can use that to sign a bunch of like two, let's say a wing and a guard. Aaron Gordon? Yeah. You Aaron, think, Aaron? You think that's, that's a... Mm, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to take like that, the lower, like the trade level exception. Because I think he's on like a max. Is he right now? He might be on a pretty high rookie contract, rookie extension mm. right now. But um, I mean, does he want to play for the Magic or does he want to come to the Warriors? A guy so like I mean, he's coming back home. He played. He's from San Jose. He went yeah. To, he went to Midi. Um, They've got that going for them. So uh, there's guys like Ricky Rubio, um, who's like a trade trade exception guy who could fit well as a third guard with Steph Clay, Rudy Gay. What um, do you think? Not bad. If we get Rudy Gay, I would be like, I would want him to play. He needs to play defense, though. He needs to be defensive. Yeah. Uh, Evan Turner (laughs) was was a name. Dwayne Dedman came up. Uh, If they don't draft Wiseman. Yeah, if they don't draft a big guy. Yeah. That's not bad. I've seen Sabonis, too. But then to get him, they would have to do uh, the trade, the, the exception plus a draft. 
Oh, like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's the only way that would work out. Huh. I mean, he'd, he'd work pretty well at the five. Sorry, sorry, I'm at the five. Yeah. He could pass really well. Um, I think another guy I saw was Jonathan Isaac. You see, that's not a bad pick. That That's like... We would be like really like betting on ourselves because this is a guy that also has been super injury prone and Jonathan Isaac was oh actually he was the sixth pick in the 2017 draft um, and some guy with like a lot of promise uh, can play both four positions and I guess now like he could start playing like the small ball five but we really just don't know what he looks like on a playoff team and how we can contribute because. I think the Warriors now, in terms of getting young, like, I feel like they have enough young talent right. um, on a playoff roster, but when you're trying to compete for a championship, I feel like you'd need more vets. And I saw, like, they could have some, like, trade-level exception with, like, a first-round, first like, swap. They could, like, swap picks and get, like, Eric Bledsoe or, like, other players. Right, and, right. Um if they just want to use like straight up all their money for a trade level exception guy, they get like Will Barton. Um, I saw a good one was like Evan Fournier. Yeah. Um, I like those guys. So these guys can really contribute right away. We don't have to like really foster them into a role. They kind of have their own role on their other teams and they've been in the league for a good couple of years now. And those are guys that could like come off the bench and score and have like that bench role. So that's really exciting that we can sign a couple guys maybe uh, with that trade level exception. But I mean, we'll just have to see like uh, what we decide to do. I mean, this offseason is going to be really, really exciting for us. Definitely. I, I definitely think they need vets. Yeah. This team is too young right now. Yeah. I mean, it's a little too young. <laughs> it, it's it's funny because like the oldest guys on the team are now like just Steph, Clay and Draymond. Like those are the oldest guys on the right. team. And it's weird because, like, we've always had vets. We've always had, like, Bogut, David Lee. Oh, my um, God, David Lee. Andre and Sean, obviously, for, like, the, those periods of time. And now it's, like, Clay and Draymond or Andre and Sean. Yeah, it's so, like, like, it's weird. Yeah, so, those, really so those are the old guys. But um, hot take, What? Uh, how many games are we winning next year? 50 plus. 50 plus. 50 plus. You think, you, you just, I, I think I think we're we're around 55. Ooh. That would hot be, take. 55. That would, that would be good. I 55. Mean, hot. I think the best case scenario for us next year is coming in, coming in probably like 55 wins, like you said, top three seed, all yeah. guys healthy. If Steph, Clay, and Draymond are healthy, over 55, I think. We've seen them play. I mean, at this point, we don't really know what it's going to look like. We haven't mm-hmm. seen Steph play. We don't know what Clay's going to look like. Uh-huh. But I think Draymond is going to find his little groove. He's going to be rejuvenated when Steph comes back. Like, I'm excited to see Steph and Draymond play just because I know Draymond's going to be... He's going to be a different Draymond, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's going to be that that new, like, strength... It's a, it's going to be, like, a new version of the strength and num- numbers warriors. Like, yeah. Um, with these three guys kind of leading leading the ship... We really have. We could take it anywhere, honestly, and that's like just full belief. And the, and the, they've shown that, like, um, no matter what the West looks like next year, um, if I mean Kawhi and Paul George are probably going to stay in, in LA, and yep. who knows if the Lakers add someone, yep, uh, if they make moves, and I mean the Rockets will always be there. It's going to be a harder West for sure. Now that Kawhi's in the West, but you know, with these two guys, you can kind of take this team anywhere. And exactly, if, and you, when you have vets and young guys that buy buy into the system, and I don't know, it's gonna be really exciting. It's just gonna be a new version, but like the same old guys, but new versions of themselves. And it's gonna be refreshing because now they're gonna be hungry. Because we saw it in like 2018, 2019. It wasn't like that hunger every game wasn't there. Even in the playoffs, like they would take because they were on top. They would take quarters off yep. in the playoffs. Like yeah. that's that's how good they were. Like they would take quarters off sometimes. And they and, could do that because they had Kevin Durant. Yeah, just he was there. Yeah, I mean we we, we <laughs> lost that what game two against the Clippers. We get, we we were they, really lazy we were, that series. We were up by thirty. Yeah, and that was came, one of the laziest. Yeah, and they came oh back to win. 
And yeah, we beat them in six and everyone's talking about, oh, the Clippers took them to six. And, you know, like I knew like they were way better than what they showed in that first series. But I mean, that's just what you get when you're in the finals for what, five straight years. So, yep. I mean, I, I think I agree <laughs> not to be like Warriors homers. This, I mean, this pod is pretty much a Warriors homer pod, but I mean, 50 to 55 games, maybe a couple weeks maybe a month or two in the season we kind of get back into the flow you need to take another you know couple weeks to gel maybe some role guys find their role um it's just really interesting i'm just going to be really interested to see what these young guys become next year i wouldn't be surprised if they lose like three or four games right away in a row like i that's not surprising to me Mm -hmm. I, i could totally see them being under 500 for the first like maybe like 10 to 15 10 games. 15 games yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden they find that groove and even like just watching them play now you can kind of see that they're finding somewhat of a groove with each other mm-hmm. like the youngsters are at least yeah. i mean jordan Poole's been looking a lot better yeah he's looking great tonight uh against the nuggets right now yeah so, um yeah it's gonna be really really interesting uh i'm really excited because like this is like an uh, like i said like it's just a new version of them yeah and definitely it's gonna be great and hey the dynasty's not over i mean to be honest clay doesn't think it's over steph doesn't think it's over Um, you know draymond definitely doesn't think it's over and and i think having these three guys was going to rejuvenate the coaching staff i think they had i think the coaching staff actually this season they've really enjoyed just having no pressure and just having young guys play like you could see the joy in Steve Kerr, like when he sees young guys playing super hard and they're yeah. playing well. Like he's, I've noticed like throughout this run that he's really attached to bench guys. Like he loves giving bench guys their run. Like though that year we had Pat McCaw, like he would start him when Katie was injured. Yep. He would start, uh, even uh, Jacob Evans sometimes you start Jordan uh, Jordan Bell. I was going to say Jordan Poole, but yeah, he would start those guys even though they had no experience in the NBA at all. But he trusted that because he was playing alongside Steph Clay Draymond that yep. they would learn. And then I mean throughout the seasons, like they have learned and um, they made themselves into. I mean, outside of being on the Warriors, like they're okay. But they're like they're they're NBA guys. So. I don't know if you remember this, but ugh, I forgot what year it was. But we had Kent Bazemore. Yeah, yeah, like against 20, the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, twenty thirteen playoff game against the Spurs. Yeah, Kent Bazemore makes one of the biggest plays of the game uh-huh. of the whole season, yeah, probably. Yeah. And just that was like kind of a point where you you're just like, wow, that's what the Warriors are about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, like I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's you never numbers. know who's yeah. really gonna just be on fire one yeah, day. Yeah, I mean that's just like a a, a testament to. A good team like we saw it in the Raptors series too like they had eight to nine guys that could have solid contributions each game we saw like Ibaka a new version of Gasol a new version and then Van Fleet coming out of nowhere yep so I mean we or each like great team has that aspect to them where you could put a guy out there and he just has the ability to kind of just step up in big moments but yeah uh, hey, this has been fun. Uh, thanks for joining me again. We'll we'll have a talk soon, probably this off season, maybe like maybe during the playoffs to see. Maybe like towards uh, near the draft, we could um, have another episode. Talking Definitely, about, yeah, that was, talking a, about was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, appreciate so, it. Uh, appreciate you coming out. And um, for Dishes and Dimes podcast, this has been another episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy this pod, uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at dishes and the letter N dimes and uh, look out for more updates. So thank you everyone for listening. Peace out.